This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. All right. On today's show, I have Donnie Bo- Bovine. <laughs> and yes. uh, On today's Business Leaders, and uh, welcome to the show, dude. I'm, I'm excited to talk about entrepreneurship and life and maybe even baby goats. So. Yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for having me. This is, this is going to be fun. I'm already laughing, so that's always a good way to start off any show. So Very cool. So, so the one scripted question is, when did you first realize that you were an entrepreneur? Oh, about the same time I realized I was an alcoholic. No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> entrepreneurism may cause alcoholism, but no, that's not true. Um, uh, you know, it was interesting. It wasn't until I was 40 years old. Um, I tell everybody I'm a late bloomer. Um, I spent 20 years in the sales game. So, and the last eight is a national, uh, or last seven is a national sales trainer. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I just had one of those days where I realized I'd spent my entire journey making other people wealthy. And, um, you know, I had a found myself in a situation where somebody looked at me and said, I'm so glad you're my retirement plan. And that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, um, it, it, it's been a wild damn ride since then, but um, uh, yeah, I was 40 years old. So uh, almost, a year and a half ago when I jumped out and did all this craziness. And, and let me tell you, everything I thought about being an entrepreneur, about being an, uh, you know, a business owner was fucking wrong. <laughs> I didn't know shit. <laughs> yeah. I, What's sold to us about business and entrepreneurship sure isn't what happens. Is yeah, it? no, no, no. Um, uh, the the dream of, you know, you can work whenever you ever want to, sleep whenever you want to, travel to do all the things you want to. Yeah, you can do any of these. You just pick those in between the 90 hours a week you work on a regular basis. And as long as you can fit that in, life is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's been fun though. It's been fun. Uh, not always, but, but now it's fun. Now it's yeah. fun. Yeah, no, I think it takes, I think it takes time to be fun. Cause I think no matter who you are, even like the people that I think like really accelerate the learning curve still have some pretty hard dips. I mean, I, there's, there's a good friend of mine who he always looks like he lands on his feet, no matter what he tries. But if you dig into the story, like he blew a bunch of money or went, the, yeah. you know, did the work earlier. I mean, like I've never actually found a, a truly su- successful entrepreneur that didn't, you know, actually pay for their education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well said. I mean, and they're successful business owners, mm-hmm. you know, that mommy and daddy handed them a business and a lot of, a lot of money, those type of things. They don't keep it long. Right. You know, those second and third generational things don't always work out. Sometimes they do, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, any entrepreneur, whatever you de- determine as an entrepreneur, cause that's just some freaking buzzword thrown around of some, I think an entrepreneur is just somebody crazy enough and stupid enough to give it a go on their own and see if it, they, if is it going to work? Yeah. Um, you know, but there's not a single entrepreneur that jumped out on their own, started their own company that didn't get punched in the face by life over and over and looking like Rocky in the last round of Rocky one, you know, <laughs> before they found any sort of success in their business, you know, whatsoever. Uh, I'll, I'll probably make yeah. several Rocky references because I would, I would. <laughs> It's an excellent. <laughs> so, so then, 
you you waited a little while and you said you're a year and a half into it now um yep. why don't we why don't we back up and talk <laughs> go through about, all the shit show talk about because i think the longer you wait honestly if if you've been practicing and learning and doing other stuff then you can accelerate the curve and because yeah. for me it took 10 years to figure it out and then the, the last 10 years has been pretty decent um overall but but it was all from trial by fire just like yeah. you're talking about so yeah what's your story yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, so uh, literally September of 2017, um, I was in a situation where I was buying out my business partner, doing a seven-figure deal over five years. I wasn't going to hand him, you know, seven figures. I was, you know, as a buyout. And, um, you know, um, he's a hell of a guy. I still love him to death. And, you know, I would jump in front of a bullet for him. But um, he was a guy that actually said, I'm so glad you're my retirement plan. <laughs> and... Um, Wow. You know, um, I'd done really well for him, helping grow his business. And he, you know, he, he's such a sweet guy. He really meant nothing by, he meant nothing harmful in, in it. He was actually using it as a, a, you know, I appreciate you type of comment, you know? Um, but you know, like anything you sit around, you whirl around in your brain for a couple of days and you're like, shit, I've spent my career doing that being somebody else's retirement plan. Yeah. So in my local area, I had a really big brand and a lot of people knew who I was. And I really had this whole thought process that I was going to, you know, put up my shingle and now be a business owner and the skies were going to open up rainbows and sunshine. And yeah, none of that shit happened. Um, God, I was an idiot. Um, I opened the doors, man. And luckily, uh, to be honest, I had some some great people come along the ride with me. Um, and that's what allowed me to stay afloat for a little while. Mm-hmm. But come January, um, I was starting to look at my wife going, fuck, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I don't know if I can pull this off. And it was the first time in my life I, I was realizing that that – I had spent my entire career being an employee, even though I'd had leadership roles and everything else. I always, even my four years in the Marine Corps, I always reported to somebody else, you know? So I kept, when I made my jump, kept trying to create a job for myself versus a business. You know, it was, okay, what do I sell? cool, let's sell that. And the next day, okay, let's sell that. And, and, you know, I'll just fucking all over the place. And it was April of 2018. When I was looking at my life, my wife going, holy shit, hon, we're going to lose it all. I have blown through every piece of cash I had. Yeah. Uh, and dude, at this point, just to give it context, while doing the sales training, we had bought our dream farm. You know, I built a second house on the property for my mother-in-law wow. you know? and, you know, we had acreage, we had land, we were away from everybody, you know, it was everything we wanted. Um, and I was sitting there looking at her going, holy shit, uh, this, I don't know what to do. And God love that woman. She looked right back at me and she goes, you better go fucking sell something. <laughs> <laughs> you know conversations with Rachel. Yeah, that, that, that was my motivational speech. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony Robbins, try that one. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, 
I had one last speaking engagement that was already scheduled before I started going through this, oh, woe is me, the world is ending type thing. And, you know, um, I'd recently watched the video. I think it's Bon Jovi that always said he, you know, every concert he went out like it was his last concert. Um, and it was Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen that said it. And he's like, every concert I go out, like it's the last one. Like I'm dead as soon as the songs are over. And I thought, man, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to fucking unleash on one stage one time and just see what happens. And so I did. And I will say, I, it's still my favorite speech I've ever given. Um, I didn't, I mean, I had people were excited and cheering and blah, blah, blah. But the cool thing that happened was there was a guy in the stands um, that walked up to me afterward and said, man, I fucking loved your story. I loved your vibe. I loved your energy. Would you come tell your story on my podcast? And I said, what the fuck's a podcast? <laughs> wow. You were living under a rock. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, podcasting's only been around for what? 14 years now at this point. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I know that now because I'm a freaking podcaster, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so uh, I went on a show and we had a blast just like this. We were laughing and, and carrying on. But after the show got done, you know, I talked a lot about sales and, and, you know, business development because that was a lot of my focus. And I can teach a monkey how to, well, we're talking about landing early. I can teach a monkey how to sell, right? Um, but, uh, uh and one of the listeners of his show, when it aired, reached out to me and became a client. And I was like, wait, you can go on podcast and get business? Hold my beer and watch this shit. So very literally in the next 30 days, I was on 67 fucking shows. Dude, if I found out you had a podcast, if I found out you, know, you were a host, anything, you were getting a phone call, an email, I was cranking right. and went nuts. Um, I happened to go on one show that was just shit. Um, this dude, and I love telling this story because this, this episode's out there. People can find it. I just, I won't ever say the guy's name, but, um, he sent me 20 questions, right? He mm -hmm. said, these are the questions I'm going to ask you on the show. And I'm like, fuck, cool. Nobody's ever sent me questions. I can like prepare and I'm always fast on my feet. So I never care. But this dude was like over the top, right? Mm -hmm. So we get there to do the video and you know, I think we were doing Skype instead of Zoom and he goes, okay, question one. And I'm like, cool, question one. I answer question one and he goes, question two. And I, I answer question two. On, I think I've been on that show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally goes, question three. And maybe me, I'm like, dude, tell me your story. Why'd you start a podcast? And he goes, question four. No way. Uh, yeah, dude, all the way through. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Um, I'm so, serious. I think I've actually been on that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an experience, my friend. Holy hell. Oh, Jesus Christ. But uh, uh, I'm like, look, dude, if this asshole can have any success whatsoever, then I can, totally I can do this. <laughs> so that's when i launched the podcast and then, you know and i tell everybody the podcast is what saved the business um and, and the reason it saved the business and and for those who don't know i have a top 200 business podcast on itunes called mm -hmm. donnie success champions whatever but um uh the reason it saved my my company was it started teaching me processes it started teaching me procedures it started giving me structure because 
I was doing an interview show. So I had to go find the guest. I had to get the guest set up. I had to schedule the recording day. I had to punch my mic when I'm talking. You know, I, I, you know, I had to put all these things in place. And then I'm like, fuck, how do I monetize this? Because now I'm putting a lot of time and energy into it. Now where's the money come from? Where's the revenue come from? So it, it gave me a business. Mm-hmm. Um, to start building things out. And then, you know, it took off. And, you know, I, it, since then, I've, I've spoken in Ireland on podcasting. I just got back from Tampa speaking on podcasting. You know, so, so it got me to where I wanted to go. It just wasn't the path that I was choosing. And I think I just summed up entrepreneurism in that one sentence. <laughs> I would agree. It's never, it's never what you think. And I'll tell a similar story because I think it's really interesting. <clears throat> I started this podcast because as much as I love the city, I live in the middle of nowhere, like you. It sounds like where I can tell by the woods in the background. Yeah, but in, in reality, <laughs> I actually live in the middle of nowhere. And like, people don't even really know what the internet is out here is the way I feel. It's not that bad. <laughs> you see, you do have the dueling banjos in the background. Got yeah. it. And, 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 and I'm like, there's, I feel, there's like three to five entrepreneurs in my county like that I consider to be legitimate entrepreneurs. Whereas like when I was in Chicago or when I travel or whatever, it's like I get to hang out with entrepreneurs. And I'm like, I want to have more conversations with entrepreneurs. Right. So I started this show, which just is really odd because it actually worked out because this is not how you should start anything as an entrepreneur. I started this show completely selfishly. All I wanted is just to have conversations and make friends. Um, and I, and we're coming up on two, two years and like a hundred episodes. So, um, and it's, I've built an incredible network of people. Like that's how I met Landon. That's how I met Brad. Um, like it's, I, I met a bunch of people this way and indirectly we we've made like mid six figures out of it right. with no monetization right. of, of the show. Um, and it's super interesting because it's a, it's a totally, you know, zigzag backwards way to landing on something really fucking cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, I mean, same thing for us, I mean, as, as with the podcast, because it, you know, I didn't have no clue how to fucking make money on it, you know, <laughs> and I tell everybody, I don't make money because, you know, from the podcast, right. I make money because of the podcast and it's the greatest fucking networking tool on the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, Ed Milet, if you know who he is, he came through the Dallas area. He's a big motivational speaker. He's probably like number three or four in the world. Of motiv- and they actually rank motivational speakers, which I think is fucking cute, you know, but um, uh, you know, someday I'll be number 9,010 or something, but um, uh, he's one of the top speakers in the world. And he was at an event here in Dallas and I'm like, fuck, I'd love to have Ed Milet on my show. Let's see if I can get him. So I just drove to Dallas, which is for the people that don't know, I live in Fort Worth. It's about a 45 minute drive. I drove straight to Dallas, got there. There's a line out the front of this fucking hotel to go see this guy speak. And me being me, I just walked around the line, um, went up to the little desk and there's two 20 somethings. Um, I don't want to say guys and girls are in this day and age because I don't want to confuse anybody. Um, But... Um, there was two 20 somethings sitting at the desk. Human life forms. <laughs> um, and I'm like, can I talk to Ed? And they're, and, and they looked at me and they're like, uh, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Donnie Bovey and I host a top 200 podcast. You know, I'd love to interview on the show. And they're like, hold on one second. And they got all serious and shit on me really quick. And they get up, 
And I got this whole line of people now looking at because I've stopped the flow of traffic of people getting in the door. And, and Ed comes out, we sit down on the couch, we have a quick conversation and he agrees to come on the show. And he's like, Hey, are you going to stay for the conference? And I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) holy shit. You just drove all the way. I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, you know, uh, and you know, I drove home, you know, uh, I figured, you know, I did what I set out for. I mean, I could have guessed been nice and stayed for the conference, but I was there to get Ed. Um, you know that's fantastic man <laughs> and it's it's stupid shit like that that has opened up doors because partially because of having ed agree to come on the show is how i got eric thomas to come on the show which is another big name motivational speaker um which led to you know a guy reaching out to me said hey i've got some connections and i got brad burton from the uk and then i got chad Hennings from the cowboys and you know and just a lot of cool people started coming to the show all because I did a stupid thing out the gate to try and get a bigger name on a show. And just so everybody knows, guys, having a big name on your podcast means jack shit. Yeah. Because all of their followers have already heard their fucking story, right? They're not going to come in droves to your show, right? So so you've got to run your podcast like a fucking business and actually grow it on your own (laughs) and and not bet on somebody else do that shit. Was that, was that, that was kind of a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Sitting on my high horse or whatever. Super motivational. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was what I was going for. I'm trying to inspire people. <laughs> to start a show. Yes. I've Which tried. is funny because I, I really teach people how to get into podcasting. I, that's, that's a thing I really do. And I do do a lot of motivational speaking. Um, but it's, it's I'm the, the, they call it my style, jarhead gentle from my marine background. So it's direct, it's blunt enough, but I'm not a dick about it. Um, you know, like some of the speakers out there, Grant Cardone type people. <laughs> we go on and on about how dumb that process is. For oh, the, Lord, have mercy. The spitting, the spitting hustler and the guy that tells you to 10x everything without telling you what the fuck you're like doing. You, 10xing, right, right, right. Yeah, let's, that, they're, they're idiots. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I always say it this way. They have built a brilliant business empire on fucking building people up to believe they can do shit that they can't believe they don't think they can do. They have made some successful fucking people. Oh yeah. No, there's, if you watch what they do, they're great examples. If you listen to what they say, you're going to fuck your life up. 100%. I have a, uh, another podcaster buddy of mine, Wally Carmichael. That I love what he says because he said he looks at uh, Grant or not Grant Cardone. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Gary V mm-hmm. looks at Gary V. He goes, don't fucking listen to what Gary V is telling you now. Go back 10 years ago when the fucker started off wine library uh, yeah, and go listen to his shit back then because that's the grind. That's the shitty went through the things he's telling you now that shit he put in, in play a year ago that's just now coming through you start doing that shit now and you're already behind the curve yeah exactly yeah. and that's what that's the issue with those approaches and i've had um who did you just say I, I, I Gary had, no 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 i had wally year, wally wally's like, a good dude. he's a good dude man <laughs> yeah the men of abundance podcast um yeah. so yeah that, that's the thing that i think people miss is that from the outside or listening to some figurehead like that talk, you may, like, Oh, like do what they say. No, do what they did. Yeah. And, and I, that's, that's where the conflict comes for me. Cause I don't want to tell people 
oh, like I, I'm sure your coaching doesn't say it. start a podcast tomorrow and in like 90 days, you'll, you can quit your job. Like that's not exactly how it works. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I got an email today from a guy that, had, that and it came to me, which I think is fucking funny, but it's like, we'll launch your podcast in two days and have you on international stages as an acclaimed motivational speaker in two days. The price was 25 grand. Wow. I'm like, do I take a 25 grand bet just to call his ass out <laughs> big time? That's what ran through my head, but um, yeah, you know, no, I, everything, you know, it's foundational stuff in business. And that's, yeah. what, that's, that's, that's why I like having these conversations because they're real conversations. It's not, it's not hype about, you know, something that you saw somebody else do and now you're, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, to be somewhat truth is I saw other entrepreneurs being successful. I yeah. thought that shit was going to be easy. That's that's my problem was uh, uh, nobody tells you that that you're going to get shit kicked out of you, you know, uh, doing this <laughs> a few times. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I can't tell you how many times I've quoted Rocky Balboa in the one his best quote of all times is it's not how hard you can hit it's about how hard you can take a hit and keep moving forward because i and i i don't know how many time, days i go by and go okay keep moving forward because you just got fucking socked again you know <laughs> keep going you know and, it, and and i think the other thing that's worth pointing out is like sometimes it's some outside force that punches you yes and those are like oh you know that's kind of expected compared right? to when you punch yourself somehow, basically, where you wake up and you're like, I feel miserable today and I don't know why. Right. Well, like, I don't, like, why am I doing this? I'm insane. Or like, you get the, the great pep talk from your, your wife or significant other. <laughs> and, you know, Rachel says to me, hey, we got to sell something, like, because otherwise we're in trouble. Right. Like, right. that, you know, those are the conversations where you're like, man, what have I been doing? <laughs> well, and or you get those days where you sit down and you feel like you've been just doing a shit ton, right? You've been like, in, in the words of Gary, grinding your ass off, right, and, and killing it. But then you get to the end of the day and you're like, "What the fuck did I do? Nothing." Yeah, <laughs> because you're chasing so many fucking squirrels that you know, one minute you're here, you one minute you're here, and you know, my vendors, they love me, but I am great at just throwing hand grenades. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, this is a great fucking idea. Go create that thing for me, right? <laughs> yeah, that's something I super have to watch out for myself. <laughs> I, have, I have more ideas than time and money, and I, yes. I'm I'm significantly better than I was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. But still, sometimes I sit down and I'm like, why did I ask somebody to do that? I'm like, <laughs> well, my my always is is why did I ask somebody to 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 invest that much time when we didn't even test it to see if it was gonna fucking work in the first place? That's yeah. what kills me. Right. Is I get that you know I, I I don't remember the dog's name off the movie Up, but my ass squirrels out all the fucking time. Yeah, and you know so I my coach now uh, I'm like dude, you've got one thing to help keep me on track. And he reaches out to me almost daily now because I'm fucking, I screw I'm like, he reaches out and goes, what, what one thing are you knocking out today to get off your fucking plate? Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm all over the map. That's exactly where it's at. And I took, um, like, it's a great reminder for everybody for sure listening and to both of us, of course, because like Monday I woke up feeling like shit, not physically, but just like in my own head really. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't happen a ton anymore, but it happens. And I was like, you know what? 
I feel like shit, but like there's this thing that's been sitting there that I wanted to do for a while. I'm just going to fucking finish it and do it because then I can be miserable in my own head and actually be productive. And then by the end of the day, it's like, man, look at me. I actually got something done today. And, <laughs> and then the next day I got something else done. And, and, and I think that the... And then today you get to talk to me. So, I mean, that's like the fucking icing on the cake. So <laughs> it's, it's the greatest. <laughs> yeah. And. I think that I think we get this. I think we get distracted with stuff that doesn't matter. And I, I always tell people it's not a real problem until somebody pays you to fix it. So don't go try to solve problems that don't exist. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Um, I've got a lot of failed attempt in the biz, in the business. <laughs> you know, oh, this is going to be a great idea. This is going to be the one that takes us to the promised land. Wah wah. You know, <laughs> not as fucking one sells, and oh hell, you know. But, but, but that's, you know, part of the journey, part of the ride. You know, I think the other thing that's been, you know, tremendously huge for me is outsourcing. I waited way too long to start outsourcing shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's now I've fired a lot of companies I outsource to because, and, you know, I tell everybody it's, it's been my fault. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I've ever really had a bad vendor. I think I've had been an asshole in trying to explain to them what I need to actually fucking done, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's the thing, man, is when you outsource is if you don't have such a clear vision of what you need them to do, you're pissing away time and money. Absolutely. Cause they can't mind read, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, I don't know. I sit down with a lot of people wanting to launch podcasts and walk them through the you know, the whole process. And I'm like, okay, what's the show going to be about? And they're like, oh, I'm just going to get on there and talk. I'm like, okay, that show fucking fails. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> yeah, let, let's actually, well, two things. Um, I really like what you said a minute ago about the, I've, I've never had bad vendors. I was just a bad client. And that, that's something I always tell people when you're interviewing when you're interviewing a customer or a prospect to potentially be a, become a customer, if they blame all the past vendors, don't work with them. Yeah. If they take responsibility and say, well, I think I screwed it up because I didn't convey the vision or I didn't do my work. Um, I don't think you can outsource idea validation and vision very easily. No, it's possible, but it costs money and it's, and it's a long road. Whereas if you actually have your, have the vision super clear, have a very validated idea, at least at the stage it needs to be, then you can bring in people to build the pieces. But it's like, it's like building a house without a blueprint. It kind of looks like a backyard fort at best. Um, Absolutely. You know, I tell people have, have a vision, right? You know, I don't care if you have all the finite details worked out, but at least be able to tell them where to go because, because without that in game of what you need to be have accomplished, mm-hmm they're going to come back and constantly deliver shit that you don't like, you're not happy with, you know, and it's all because you, and I think most people outsource because this was me. I was outsourcing to get the shit off my plate. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wanted somebody else to, to, to do the work. So I didn't have to fucking do it. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, here, you just handle that. Well, yeah, that doesn't work with vendors. <laughs> it doesn't work with anybody you're trying to yeah. leave and vendors yeah. are just an extension of your team. So it's yeah. like, and yeah, I, I, um, Rachel always comes in and she's like, what are you working on? And I'm like, I'm doing the work. I always just, that's like my, <laughs> it's not like a shitty answer, but it's just like my short answer, like just doing the work. Cause there's, there's no way around doing the work. Yeah. If you don't do the work, nobody else is going to do it. 
right you can set up a team for success you can outsource when you know what you want you can build all that stuff out but if you don't have it straight in your own head then you are really fucking people is that yes. going on <laughs> yeah so. no exactly right exactly right i mean um uh yeah and i learned this all from the sales game because I got, and I really understood it more when I was a trainer because I get all these guys who are like, you know, these prospects suck. They don't do anything. I'm like, well, dude, there's no such thing as a bad prospect. It's just, you suck as a salesperson. Put your head out of your ass. You know, that's like blaming, you know, the economy on, on your sales or, you know, blaming the marketing department on your sales. Yeah. You know, it, it's on you. You either can sell or you can't. And I think everybody can learn to sell. Right. Most don't want to, right? But Fucking hard work. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, we talking about sales is just hitting the golf course on Friday. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Getting a few people on the social media, right? So yes. Social sales. Let's talk about social sales. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, all you gotta do is get a Lamborghini behind you, right? Yeah. In the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> before we go wait on that rabbit trail, my other question was what do you think has been the success of the podcast? Cause I, I actually built with a good friend of mine. We built um, top podcast. And so I, like, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with some of the market data. It's, it's, I don't even think podcasting is in adolescence. I still think it's very juvenile Agreed. as an industry. It's there. It's starting to figure it shit out maybe, but the, I mean, well, now that you got the corporations moving into it, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's starting to get to that. It's structure thing. Yeah. Article this morning of of that the guy is is forecasting that the free podcast will go away. That will no longer be a thing. I'm like, well, it didn't happen to radio, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe in a hundred years when we're yeah, gone. Yeah, but, uh, but so you start a show and you it you made it successful and you're and you're very highly ranked so congratulations i mean that doesn't happen by accident and it doesn't happen to everybody right it was because of my good looks oh, it's, yeah. it's an audio podcast guys <laughs> but uh so how did that happen and why did you get there because you know because it's not that doesn't happen to everybody and like i said no. i indirectly this has been massively successful for me but i don't even know what my fucking rank is i'm not anywhere in there like it's not even on the radar and it's something i find interesting and we're actually looking at at starting a second show so i'm selfishly curious i'm i'm just so you know i'm actually launching a solo show um uh, and when and just and this is great for your listeners to hear is the reason i'm launching a solo show is i want to get on more stages and one thing a lot of my mentors and everything i said donnie when you interview people you fucking make them look like they're badass and awesome. You really are great at putting them on a fucking pedestal, but it doesn't do shit for your speaking career. I'm like, fuck, you're Sorry. right. All right. So, <laughs> so stand by. And I, and I came up with this really technical name for the show to really fuck people. It's called the Donnie Bovine podcast. So, <laughs> Get ready. It's okay. coming. I thought it, I thought it was going to be Donnie Talks. Donnie Talks. All right. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> I'll take credit for that one. Thanks. Buddy. Appreciate that one. <clears throat> fucking royalties. <laughs> um, you know, here's a couple. I mean, I, I tell everybody the reason the show took off was first and foremost, um, similar to what you said, the show is for me. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up watching PBS specials and the inspirational movies and all. And I, I really just got into that shit. And I knew 
that if I was going to do a show, one of the things I needed, because it's fucking lonely being an entrepreneur, because you sit there by yourself all the fucking time, okay. is I'm like, okay, cool. If I'm going to interview people, I want to interview people that have overcome some cool things and have kept going for it. Yeah. So the show continues to evolve, but I really went in to find out, and I wanted to dive into kind of the mental game behind where they found that extra oomph in them. And the show's evolved now to where in the second season, 194 episodes, I think, out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we put out a massive amount of content, but the show's evolved now. And I love telling everybody, I've kind of got to this point where I'm more of Bruce Banner before he becomes the Incredible Hulk, like before he gets the radiation shit or whatever the hell happens to him. Because if you watch the old school shit, you know, uh, before he went in the lab, he was watching a mom like flip a car off a kid. And, you know, these people were doing these astronomical feats. And so he was trying to figure out what was that thing that allowed them to do these astronomical feats. Well, looking back over the whole series of the show, that's what it's been is me searching for what is that thing inside somebody that allowed them to find that second gear, that second process. And it really only comes down to a couple of things. But I think, you know, because I was doing this show completely for me to be these type of people, it just so happened that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people wanted to hear the same style of stories. And I think it helps because I laugh at myself all the fucking time, you know, um, and and just have a good time. Because my favorite thing is, is is when a guest comes off the show and they're like, holy shit, that was fun. Right. You know, and I, I really just aim for that um, because I mean, and there's been some tragic stories on the show from child abuse to, you know, you name it's all been on there, but it all comes back to a business spin you know, and how they're finding success in life. Um, you know, and it, it continues to evolve. But what we learned early on, and I think glad we learned this, was the guests don't matter. Hmm. The guests do not build your audience. They will give you small spikes, okay? You're going to pick up more people. Right. But it's about the machine behind the podcast that makes everything work. That <laughs> if you don't have the systems and processes, and luckily we figured this out within 20 episodes, and then we started cranking, we started putting in processes, and you know, so um, we've we've just put a lot of cool things into place, you know, that allows the marketing to go out the right way, the communication to go out the right way. Um, we've learned how to talk to the guests to um, get them to share. Uh, to their followers just using some really unique sales strategies um, to get them to be like, well, you damn right. I'm sharing this, you know, and, and want to almost fight you on, they're going to share it, you know, and, and, you know, we employed everything that we wish we would have done when we launched the show. Mm -hmm. We employed at about 20 episodes in, and that's what helped us really, really skyrocket Um, because the only study and research I did before launching a podcast, which is kind of my MO for life was I went to YouTube and said, okay, how do I start a podcast? And there was like one video, some asshat that said, go get Libsyn, right? <laughs> Record a fucking thing on, on uh, a zoom, you know, and get a mic. So I literally walked when I drove to Walmart, bought a gaming headset, <laughs> grabbed my laptop and zoom. Didn't even have a nice camera. And that's how I launched the podcast. Um, 
And then, you know, we just started upgrading and, and getting some better stuff and some better quality, but it, it all came back to the process, 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 process. Um, yeah. And that way you can, and you know, um, two things people got to be looking at. You got to be looking at your numbers, right? You got to be looking at the stats. Um, as I tell people, we get between 20 and 27,000 downloads an episode, just depending on uh, a couple of factors. One, how we get the marketing right. And two, um, you know, how we leverage the story of the guest on the show. Right. So if we get those, that combination, right, it spikes our, 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 our downloads, but oftentimes it's hard to always get that combination, right? That's why there's such a, a various swing. And I'm sure if you've looked at your stats, you know, every once in a while, you're like, where the fuck did all those come from? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so we're, I'm excited about launching the new show, um, which will be coming out in April, but uh, because of we're going to take everything that we've done for this show and be like, whoop, boom, now here's the process and we're just going to yeah. go out the gate. Yeah. yeah. So my goal is to have two shows sitting in the top 200s. That's, that's really what I want to do because not many guys have pulled that off. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the game we're, we're aiming at to see if we can, you know, strike gold twice. <laughs> I'm sure you will, because uh, I like I like your style. You you learn by doing, and then you analyze what you did. And well, I, can we say I learned by fucking it up? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. your story about like driving down to see that motivational speaker—that's how I've landed some of my biggest clients. Like I literally just show up where they are, or I I find their cell phone and call them, or like right. not, people overthink how hard it is to get connected or how hard it is to reach people just fucking do it yeah like, it's not that hard like and that's well, it, the thing i think people miss yeah absolutely. well it comes down to people give too much of a shit about what other people think about them yes right you know i mean and if i could give the pharmaceutical assholes one drug to make it would be to turn off that who gives a shit what anybody thinks about you because the truth is it's nobody's fucking thinking about you exactly because they're too busy thinking about them fucking selves we're all selfish right yeah. and and it's it's really interesting and the way i always point this out is when i was doing sales training is i would have i would always go along as a as a, a sales guy in training for the company as i was doing ride-alongs as a sales trainer right so awesome. it gave me, yeah an excuse to not say a fucking word and be like dude i'm in training right you know um <laughs> So we'd be driving and I'd have some young guy or gal in, in you know, in a pasture seat or I'd be in the pasture seat, whatever. And we'd be driving to the call and they would be chattering up and, you know, we'd be having a great conversation. I'm learning about their family, their kids, whatever, and just having a good time. And then we'd pull up to the call and they'd get out and it was like this fucking Jekyll and Hyde thing happened. Right. You know, they would become stoic, you know, I'm a salesperson, something and we'd walk in and they'd fucking blow it. I mean, they would murder it. And so inevitably, usually in a call, they look at me and they're like, dude, uh, Donnie, so what do, you, what, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, I'm a sales guy in training. I don't know what the hell's going on here. You know, and then we get out of the car and they were like, dude, I feel like I crushed it. I'm like, dude, you fucking blew it. What the hell was that? You know, and uh, it comes down to there's there's a uh, got to be a mechanism in your brain. Yeah. That, that, that clicks on and goes, man this person's going to see me as X or in that case, a salesperson or this person's going to see me as, you know, that goofy kid in high school or whatever. 
and 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 they flip off and dude i don't know how many gurus or motivational speakers or guys like me have got to say it be your fucking self exactly everybody and, else is taken <laughs> yeah. yeah and i to bring it in full circle back to something that and and you can color this in probably it sounds like your podcast one of the reasons that your podcast is successful is because you figured out how to really highlight the real story mm -hmm. and podcasting is powerful because it's stories and the original the original technology of humankind is stories absolutely and, sitting around a campfire exactly and when and when you walk into a sales call and you're yourself you get to tell your story you know and listen to the prospect story and when you have conversations like this you just get to be yourself and then it's real and fresh and people are like either like man i like this dude i want to hang around him or i don't like him and they go away and it's great because you just disqualified somebody you can move on to the next person right <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah i mean it's that's yeah. Yeah, I think I, I mean, to answer kind of your question on, on the podcast, um, I'm innately fucking curious about people. I want to know what makes them fucking tick. Yeah. And, you know, there's only a couple of routes in life to find success. And yeah. most of them are going to come back to get a fucking process and do it over and over again. Right. Yes. But, but you know, there are some mental switches that can be turned on and off, right? And there is some of that woo-woo game, which I love that phrase because all my woo-woo healer type people get all, you know, funny when I actually say something woo-woo-ish. And if you don't know what woo-woo is, just Google it. You'll figure it out, right? But, um, uh, you know, there's only so many ways to get there. And, I, and, I, and unfortunately, most people, and this is where... I push the guest on the show is most people have to hit almost fucking rock bottom before they decide to lace their boots up. Yep. And I ask every one of them that did, I'm like, why, 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 why does somebody have to hit rock bottom before they fucking start climbing? And you know, the answer almost always comes back to because I was coasting. I didn't realize I wasn't going for it. Yeah. And, you know, that was, that was my story. I didn't realize that for 20 years I was being okay, being okay. Right. I, I always had this thought process that I was going to be a big name and, you know, do these great things, but I wasn't doing shit to go for it, but I didn't recognize that I wasn't doing shit to go for it. I mean, I, I was had a successful career, you know, I was making good money. I was doing the right things. Um, and I wasn't the depressed, mad guy that I, you know, I accomplished the things that I wanted to. I was the guy that just didn't understand that I wasn't going for it, hmm. you know. And, you know, so when I'm talking to a lot of these guests, it was a lot more about understanding why they had to bottom out. Why did they almost commit suicide before they, they went for it? Why did it take a near-death experience of some sort? Why, you know. Like I said, it's Bruce Banner looking at, you know, before he became the Incredible Hawk is, you know, what's that thing that is getting people to finally reach down and grab and go for it? And, you know, then the caveat after that is that's only half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> Making the move to fucking go for it is cool. God love you. But I have more respect for the asshole that stays in the game 
constantly getting punched over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, to yourself, 10 years to fucking finally, you know, really figure it to fuck out. That's fucking badass. You want to see a real bad, that's what you talk about as badass is somebody that can hold on that long. while the world is looking at you saying you're a fucking idiot. You're <laughs> stupid. What are you doing? Why are you still doing? Go get a fucking job. Right. Cause that's the shit you're going to hear going for it. Yeah. If and you if you can outlast everybody, that's it. Um, <laughs> and, and trust me, my wife to this day still looks and she goes, people ask me all the time, what do you do? And I'm like, um, he's a podcaster and a speaker thing. I know he's got this content. I don't know what he does. You know, <laughs> so my wife can't even explain what I do. <laughs> You're not alone. People ask me like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's, that's always a funny conversation. I'm like, eh. I, I, I I've never used it, but I always love Tim Ferriss's line. He's like, I'm a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna borrow that. I haven't heard him say that, but I'm yeah, gonna borrow he, that. He, he says that in a couple of books and on a couple of posts. He's like, I just started telling people I'm a drug dealer because they stopped asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm borrowing that. I love that. I love oh, yeah. that. But yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely an interesting journey and it's never, you never land where you thought you were going to be. And, yeah. there, and it's a, a, an entrepreneurship, which to me is like truly being a servant leader and making a huge impact on the world. I know it's a word that people throw around, but that's what I believe it is. I think it's, I think it's doing all that internal work that is the only shot you have. It's the only shot you have to, to work internally and keep growing personally. Cause then you have a shot to actually do something decent. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, um, I think everything's got to have a mission behind it or a cause behind it of some sort, you know, uh, and we'll come back to the two seconds, but I want to throw something about Tim Ferriss that he just did fucking right. Yeah. Um, when Tim launched his book, the four hour work week, right. Which is now, I don't know, like 13, 14 years old, something. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's an okay book and it's not even that fantastic of a book, but right. at the same time, there was another book written called how to outsource your business. Yep. These two fucking books sat side by side on the shelf. One fucking went to the stratosphere. One died. Exactly. All because of how he positioned the title. Yeah. So guys, when you think about naming a podcast, naming your company, naming anything, you have to figure out what does the person get yeah. from working with you. Think Tim Ferriss. You get a four-hour work week if you read this book. That was a subliminal message told everybody. You know, and it was a brilliant, brilliant freaking move. And yeah. I'm writing a book right now and I am juggling this whole thought process of what the fuck do I name this thing? Yeah. You know, because, well, what the fuck is my four hour work week? You know, what, what is that thing when you walk by, you're like, Ooh, what is that? I want to read that, you know? Yep. <laughs> but this is what you do as an entrepreneur because the book's already had 20 different names. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing one night. I wrote part of it, trashed it, and I'm starting over for that same reason. I'm like, this has got to matter. This has got to. This has got to hit the level that I wanted to hit. Dude, I got a gal you need to meet. Then, Laura DeFranco, dude, she is behind the scenes helping me on my book. This girl is a fucking magician. Awesome. Holy hell! You know, I'll make that if you're open to. She's she's yeah, sure, man. um re. I mean, to take the my Marine Corps. I tell everybody third grade writing style <laughs> and turn it into legible English. Um, that doesn't lose my voice because that was my biggest thing. 
is yeah. I, I can't lose my voice. Right. Fucking man, she's a champion. And that's why, you know, I named my company success champion um, for that reason is, is I believe everybody should, you know, champion their own success. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm, similar to what Landon does creating his, his monkeys or whatever the fuck he calls them. Um, uh, I have champions and uh, uh, I create out several champions and Laura is one of the badasses of the bunch. So that's awesome. Love that girl. Cool, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun and uh, appreciate you sharing your story. What, uh, where, where should people find out about you? What do you, what do you want to share? Where do you want them to go? Yeah. So a couple of places. Um, One, if you want to start a podcast, I teach it for free. Um, There's a group called so comma, just put a comma in there. You want to podcast. Go straight there. There's about 250 members in there. We're building out some cool things in there. But it's it's I'm just teaching everything I do podcasting-wise. Um, and the reason being is I fucking love podcasting. It saved my business, and I'm just trying to give back. Yeah. The, the second group is Donnie Success Champions. It's the same name as the podcast. Come hang out there. Um, we, we do all kinds. Of, I do a Friday night live um, every Friday. Oh, I say Friday. Friday afternoon 3 30 i do a, a live because after that i'm going to get beers with the old man but um uh so so come hang out those places and and have some fun with us absolutely we'll definitely do that man well thanks for coming on and we'll definitely have you back soon absolutely thanks brother you've been listening to today's business leaders with gabe arnold remember to subscribe on itunes For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com.